Hey, podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And this week, we are going to be talking about the holiday hustle. Mm-hmm. Ho, 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 Tara. It's here. It is here. And where did the time go? If you are listening to this podcast in real time, it is the week of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And here in Texas, our kids are off for the entire week mm-hmm. for the break. And now, tis holiday season. Let the hunger games begin. (laughs) May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) Right? Yes. So this five-week period, it is about hustling. Yes. So let's have a conversation this week about kind of like how we are preparing for this end of the year sprint, some tips that we can give, and how you as a working mom especially are kind of navigating the kid not being in school end of year reports Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. travel and all of the other things. And of course, sometimes you got to do some holiday shopping in there and cooking as well. Oh, holiday shopping. I need to get on that. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, before we get in this conversation, let's talk about something, this trend that has happened in the last couple of years. And this is the trend to overlook Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, Skip it. Skip it. So on October 31st, everyone is all about Halloween. Mm -hmm. And on November 1st, everyone's all about Christmas and the holiday. Holidays, right? It's Mariah Carey season. Is that? Do we blame Mariah Carey for this? We do, apparently. We. It is a hundred percent her fault. Oh yeah. So in order to kind of get things back to the status quo and how they should be, we need Mariah to come up with a Thanksgiving song. Yes. I mean that is true. If there were Thanksgiving bangers, maybe we would have a Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday. Absolutely. What about shake it like a salt shaker? <laughs> that should be the Thanksgiving song. Yeah, maybe maybe they need to change the words a little bit because I don't think that's about us all shaking at the table. <laughs> but maybe it should <laughs> maybe be. Maybe it should be. <laughs> you know, and so here we are in November and holiday decorations were going out. Mm-hmm. Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel switched over to holiday programming. Right. And so in my mind, I have not adequately prepared for Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. because I, there was this mental shift to the Christmas holiday season right. and, and the ho- you know the December holidays. So so I want us to take a step back and like think about like how we are going to kind of prepare for the holiday hustle of Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. and some of the challenges that this week brings to us. Yeah. I um this year in particular for me is tough because I'm actually traveling the entire week before Thanksgiving. So everything right now for me feels like it's a little bit on fast forward. And then I always take the week of Thanksgiving off mm-hmm. with Gage. It's one of my vacation weeks that I take. And that helps because then I know I've got like some downtime to plan ahead and get some things done and kind of get geared up for it. I will be the first one to tell you, I don't do anything for Thanksgiving. So I don't cook. I'm a participant, not a hostess typically. So I don't feel a whole lot of stress about like getting food or getting things planned. It's always kind of low key for me. But it's also been the last couple of years. It's when Jason's mom comes to visit. So we have guests in the house, which can be a little stressful. And she's made her plans to be here most of that week. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. It helps that I'm not working that week or not expected to work in the office that week. I'm sure I'll do something. But yeah, the stress is always a little different every year. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also different with different school districts. You Mm -hmm. know, we are in school districts where the kids get the entire week off for the Thanksgiving holiday. I know when I was growing up and even in a lot of school districts now, we only got off that Thursday and Friday. Right. And so there are some schools and some parents that have kids that are in school that week. And 
on top of dealing with the academics and school and keeping to a status quo, you have kids that are mentally already starting to check out. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. And so that's where I think for me, the biggest stress comes. It's because when you get to this point of the year, mm-hmm. it's like, OK, now it's time for the winter holiday break. And I was like, no, no, no. You still have. <laughs> There's weeks in there. There's finals. <laughs> important project. We have a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. When they get that week off for Thanksgiving break, weather starts turning colder. Mm-hmm. It's like something happens with their brains and things kind of start to click off. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So so for us, very similar to you, Tara, we are really participants in the Thanksgiving holiday this year more so than any other year I've ever <laughs> experienced. As we've shared on this podcast before, we are at the tail end of a remodel in our house. Like We had lost our kitchen for what was supposed to be a six-week project. Mm-hmm which started probably around the 4th of July holiday. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But close. I think it was not too far not too off. Far. Yeah, I think it was Labor Day. So I think that's right. So here we are coming upon the Thanksgiving holiday and we are just getting the use of our kitchen back. Yeah. And so because we knew that we weren't going to have a kitchen, we are not only traveling and spending the Thanksgiving holiday with friends, I've made it very clear that I'm bringing nothing and can't. Yeah, like, sorry. So for this, <laughs> so, I can bring cups. You want cups? Yes. <laughs> cups and like, ice. Cups and plastic <laughs> utensils. Right. In the previous years, I've brought side dishes and, and desserts and, mm. and deviled eggs and things like that. But this year, bringing nothing. Absolutely. I'm nothing. here for it. So, and because we don't have access to our first floor, we don't have extended family in town this yeah. holiday season, but they may be here over the uh, the winter holiday break. Um, so for me, I don't have that stress, which is wonderful. Nice. Because I've remembered the times on how it's felt when I've had to cook Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And also some of the times when I've cooked Thanksgiving dinner along with the help of Boston Market caters. I mean, Boston Market is good. Yeah. So <laughs> for a couple of years, that was my life hack. Oh, yeah. I would get when you have a larger Thanksgiving guest list, certain people like to eat different things. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to cook nine different side dishes. 100%. I might cook two or three and then I'm going to life hack Boston Market and get the other ones from them. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever it takes to kind of help us through do it. And I think that's a great tip for, you know, our listeners too, from both of us, which is a, it's a hundred percent okay to be a participant and to say no, when you don't have the bandwidth to bring it in, do that next year. There's plenty of years. And then B, when you do need to do things, find outsourced help. (laughs) It's okay. Do what you need to do. Yeah. I think so often a lot of us are locked into either how Thanksgivings were when we were growing up, Mm -hmm. how we expected them to be or how we want them to be. Right. That we don't sometimes realize like it is what it is and they are what they are. And you have the opportunity to kind of create and recreate every single year something new, something special. And you can keep those things as tradition that you want to keep. And you can also like just throw them out if it doesn't work for you in this season of your life. 100%. Yes. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I've had to focus on. It's it's going to look different every single year mm-hmm. and it's okay. And don't have many Thanksgiving traditions. Like for me, typically it was making the deviled eggs and a cornbread dressing, mm-hmm. but I don't have a kitchen this year and I'm not going to be sad about not being able to cook. Yeah. Right. Just accept it. There is no sadness on your face. (laughs) 
She has zero sadness. I love it. Not at all. <laughs> the only thing I'm sad about is that there are certain restaurants that are not open on Thanksgiving Day. They do make it hard. They should be home with their families, obviously. But man, yes. just just one of them would be cool. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and so, so when we go from Thanksgiving towards the end of the year, it is this mad dash yeah. to New Year's Eve. So kind of walk me through or tell us about some of the strategies you have to kind of negotiate and deal with the stresses that naturally come up at this time of the year. I think my biggest strategy is I just keep my expectations low. I don't try to overcomplicate it. Uh, I don't try to do the most. I have a pretty good list that I work from every year from a gift perspective. And, you know, some years it's just everybody gets a gift card. Some years, if I have the bandwidth, I go, you know, I get a little bit more personal and find things I think people will like. And I just accept where I am. So sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't. I do try to at least do like a brain dump, like early November, where I just like sit down and I go, okay, what are the things I know I need to get done in the next six weeks? So Christmas shopping, here's my list. Christmas cards, got to get those ordered, get a list going for Gage. Jason and I talk about the budget for it. I try to get my mind around what the to-dos are. And then I just kind of plug them in where I see I've got some open space and I, I go, okay, well, I know I can do that on that day. I know I can get that done that day. I mean, I do try to be strategic about the few things I, I need to do, but I still keep things pretty chill. Like mm-hmm. I don't go insane. There have been years in the past where I have like I can make everybody in the office pumpkin bread. (laughs) I have not done that in a really long time. You know what I mean? So I try to keep it really chill. I try to keep it real basic. I try to recognize what I've got space for and what I don't have space for. And then the things that I need to do that I get serious about, I just try to strategically put them into my day-to-day, kind of starting in early November. Now, that sounds boring. It, it, a little bit. But, and, I'm nerdy and, that way. I like spreadsheets. I get spreadsheets. It's okay. It's like low expectations and lists. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what keeps you um, on track during the holidays. I need season. a t-shirt that says that. That's exactly what keeps me on track all the time. <laughs> low expectations and lists. And lists. <laughs> See, for me, it is God and Google. Oh, <laughs> nice first i just gotta pause and pray about it Uh and know that it's gonna be okay and the second thing it's when in doubt i google it um (laughs) but true like for me it's not really list writing them all down but it's just kind of thinking big picture like what are the things that have to get done this Mm -hmm, year mm -hmm. um and what are the things that kind of can get done and then what are the things that are nice to do's Mm -hmm. um and so when we look and say okay getting towards the end of the year, are we going to go ahead and just put up the same decorations as last year? Right. hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. We, we get our pod back from wherever it has been for the last three months. <laughs> so let's talk about pods. Okay. We put all of our belongings from the first floor of our house. We have a, a two-story house. And again, we're remodeling kind of like the main floor and we put almost everything into this pod container. And that included all of our Christmas decorations and boxes that my husband and I had not opened since 2011. Uh-huh. Still don't know what's in them. Uh-huh. But this is what I realized. These boxes went into the pod storage container. Mm-hmm. Somebody came and took the storage container away. No idea where it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow. Like, like all of my life is in a just by somewhere. Just by. And I'm supposed to, I guess, Google the Google Pods wow. and they will bring it back on the day I asked them to. Anyway, I digress. Digress. Side digress story. a little bit. Very curious. But this is what I realized. What I consider all of these necessities yeah. have been 
in an aluminum container uh-huh. somewhere in the state of Texas or beyond yeah. for three months. And my life has continued and I haven't missed anything. You haven't needed one thing in those boxes. Have not needed one thing. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it weird yeah. when we think about the stuff? Yeah. Right. And why it is that we continue to kind of accumulate stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I come upon the end of the year, it is a time for me to do this inventory. But having the physical inventory be done, it makes me realize like, oh, my goodness, we've been carrying around stuff for decades. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about the physical stuff, Mm -hmm. but we continue to carry it around with us. Yeah. And why is that? Is it because we're afraid of of letting it go? Is it because we're afraid of like... I mean, it, it just blows my mind to think that nothing in my house <laughs> did I need. You haven't had to pull it out. Well, you haven't thought to yourself, where's that thing that I want? Oh, it's in the pod. Darn it. Not one time. No. That's wild. I think we're the same. We were just having that conversation because we opened a closet recently and there was a box in there that I think has been in there since we moved in this house, maybe seven years ago. And my husband pulled it out. I was like, we'll just throw it away. And he goes, well, I need to go through it. I go, for what? I go, we've been in this house seven years. You haven't needed one thing in that box in seven years. I bet we could just throw it out. So we've had those conversations. I mean, I'm no better. Please know there's boxes for me too. But I don't know. I think sometimes we don't want to just get rid of things sight unseen. We want to touch them and feel them and make a decision about it first. And so then things accumulate because we never get to that part of it where we do the inventory that happens. I know it happens to us. And I know for me, I have moments where I do go to clean things out and I'm not as, I don't purge as much because I have those fleeting thoughts of like, well, I might need this. You know what I mean? There might come a time when I do want this or need this. Yeah. For we think about this very American tradition of collecting Mm -hmm. stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and how it kind of amplifies over the Christmas holiday. It does. Because we show our love for people by giving them stuff. Yes. And I know that when Roman was younger, my husband and I overcompensated yes. at Christmas yes. by giving him all of the things every single year yeah. to give him kind of the Christmas that we never had or the Christmas that we wish we had had as kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through years of therapy, absolutely know that's what was happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gave him all of the things. And many of these things are in that pod storage container. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, played with on December 27th mm-hmm. and then never played with again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, we think like, what is this materiality that attaches to things? Mm-hmm. And why is that what the season has become? Mm-hmm. And kind of like, how have we gotten away from it? For us, mm-hmm. we've gotten away from it kind of by natural course, because Roman is 13 now and he doesn't like toys and he doesn't need anything like he kind of just wants money Mm -hmm. he just wants like a a video game so we don't have a lot of stuff that we're giving him every year yeah pair of shoes a couple of sweatshirts and that's kind of what's on his list this year yeah but in general i look at some of the gifts that i've been given over the years and i kind of are in these different boxes and it's it makes me just question like what is it that we do like why do we kind of give so much junk to yeah. one another right yeah. it's it's a uniquely i think it's a pretty uniquely american concept i believe that's probably true i mean i can't go out on a limb and prove it with data but i i'm sure that's right we're pretty capitalist about our things here <laughs> i know that jason and i a couple of years ago would find ourselves saying 
I don't really need anything, but I have to get you something to have something under the tree. And I think like maybe last year was one of the first years we were like, I don't really need you to put anything under. You know what I mean? I don't need anything. And so it's like rewiring ourselves to be like, if we're not opening a bunch of presents on Christmas, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, we could be doing a lot of stuff. Like, there's plenty yeah. of other things we could do. Because we're having the same experience with Gage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely smaller and smaller every year, his pile. And this year, he wants a laptop. And I'm like, well, if you get a laptop, you're going to get nothing else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, it's going to be absolutely. like, same. I, I get him socks. I get him underwear. He gets that kind of stuff because his mother is practical that way. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the pile definitely gets smaller and smaller. And I think Jason and I have had to reckon with why that felt weird. Why does that feel like it's not okay? Because we would hear ourselves saying like, well, we got to have something to open. I'm like, do we? I don't think we do. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that comes back to the commercialism of it. And again, something that I blame Mariah Carey for. It's like, all I want for Christmas is, and then there are 30 things on the list. (laughs) A lot of boxes to tear open on the day of. (laughs) If it were only true that all I want for Christmas is you, then it would be a totally different ballgame. But this year, I think, and we'll talk about this um, as we get into 2023, but 2022 has been this year of kind of deep introspection for me. And I've had so many losses and so many opportunities to kind of just like reflect on the fact that I have now probably lesser years ahead of me than I have behind me. You know, I think they said, what it was the average age for women? I think the average age- 75? No, mortality age. Well, no, it's like 92. Oh, you're right. It is 92. I think it's like 92 for women. So That's men that can't make it past 75. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how about this? Riddle me this. They said that half of the people born in the year 2000 after are going to live to see 100. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that just medical what? and technology Correct. improvements? Wow. Yeah. How life, ex- how life expectancy tra- trajectory is getting longer. So Interesting. Yeah. So if, you know, the math holds, and I'm terrible at math, but I know that I'm more than halfway to 92 now. So I've done a lot Divide of things. to carry the one. That's about right. <laughs> kind of where I am. I'm like, take a, oh, true story. We were in the car a couple of days ago with my son and I said, yeah, 23 minus eight. This dude pulls out his iPhone. Oh no. I was like, oh, you no. are in eighth grade. <laughs> you know, 23 minus eight. And I'm looking at him in the car and like, literally like he is not going to use a calculator to do this simple first grade math. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I know it, mom. I'm just so used to using my calculator and using my phone for everything I do. Um, okay, well, let's put it up this time. Let's just practice not using it. How sad does that make us? I sat next to a grown man that did something very similar in a meeting recently where I looked at him and like said the number while he was still pulling his phone out. I'm like, sir, we are grown up people. You know how to do that math. <laughs> but this is like to all of you math teachers who said that we would have to know these equations because we wouldn't ever have to what we wouldn't have calculators available at all times wrong yeah <laughs> anyway anyway we digress like santa so claus you... listened to us and gave everybody on the planet a calculator. a calculator it's like all that for our math teachers that's right yeah but totally digress so you're halfway there so i'm halfway there and this year i was thinking like going through my closet and things i have literally been carrying with me for yeah. three decades mm-hmm. and again as we were saying earlier tara it's not just the physical stuff I've been carrying with me for two or three decades. It's the stuff that kind of like is just the junk in my life and in my heart and in my head that I've been carrying. 
And I've realized that it's time to start cleaning all of that out mm-hmm. and try to make space for this kind of the newness, right? And and it's hard to make space when you have so much junk in your old space. Mm. So for us doing this kitchen remodel and, and house refresh has been really, really good because it's given us opportunity to kind of start to take inventory mm-hmm. of all of the things and start to be and feel refreshed. So that's kind of how I am heading into this holiday season and hoping that the hustle that has defined holidays for me for the last 30 something years right. slows down a little bit in this season. Yeah, me too. I'm going to take some of that with me too. I'm due for a good inventory, physical and mental. I don't know if this feels the same for you, but we talked a little bit last week about getting out and doing some stuff, kind of post-pandemic fun we're having. And and it feels like, unless something else crazy, 2022, like closing the chapter feels like we're actually turning forward and leaving that couple of years behind us, like this wild pandemic and these two years of uncertainty. I know we've got a lot going on out there in the world, but it does feel like a chapter just getting this year put behind us. And and I want to be thoughtful about that going into the new year and not just focus on what I want to leave behind, but what it is I want in the future. Yeah. Being thoughtful and being thankful. Mm -hmm. And this Thanksgiving week, we want to make sure that we are, um, mindful of all of the things that we have to be thankful for. So before we end, let's do a little Thanksgiving hot seat. I have a couple questions. So first of all, Tara, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oh, it's um, my family calls it green rice, but it's broccoli cheese casserole, rice, broccoli, cheese whiz. Cream of mushroom soup, you know, put it in the oven. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take your word for that. <laughs> What's yours? Cornbread dressing. Of course. Absolutely. And do it's you a call- very close second. Right. Do you call it dressing or stuffing? Dressing. Okay, good. So see, that's why we're friends. That's right. Okay. So mm-hmm. cornbread dressing is my favorite Thanksgiving side dish. And your favorite Thanksgiving dessert. Oh. Ooh. I love buttermilk pie. Okay. I love buttermilk pie. Do you make it yourself? I haven't perfected it. So I usually eat other people's, but I have made it myself. Yes. Mm, Wonderful. I need to perfect that recipe. What about you? It's a tie between peach cobbler Mm -hmm. and sweet potato pie. Yes. Yes. Classics. And neither of them I will be making this year since we still don't have a kitchen. (laughs) We're going to have to find you a good one, a good substitute I can bring over. It's like podcast fam. Everybody's coming over for Thanksgiving 2023. Something to look forward to. And as we wrap up, uh, something that you're thankful for this year. I am really thankful for my family and our health. It's been a scary couple of years in that respect. And I feel like in some ways, not only have we been able to stay pretty healthy and and everybody's in good shape in my house, but we've also gotten a lot closer and just feeling really connected to one another. And I don't know if that would have happened without everything that's gone on, but I'm really just loving my guys right now. Yeah. What about you? Um, Same. (laughs) (laughs) I am really thankful for my husband and my son and um, the two of them who put up with me when no one else in this world would. Mm -hmm. And I am just, I just know when I I think about somehow I must have done something right in this world for God to bless me with that kind of love in my life. Mm. Um, And I'm thankful for the healing yeah. I'm really thankful yes, for the ma'am. healing. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and uh, new opportunities. 
And I'm thankful for Pods Company. <laughs> they are not a sponsor, but again, they are they are holding on to all of my life in a subcontainer. And podcast family, you will listen in the next couple of weeks because I have a date set where I have told them to bring this pod back to my driveway. So I'm curious as how it happens. Like I'm just going to wake up one morning and it'll just be sitting in the driveway out front. Yeah, it'll just be in the driveway. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see. I got to know how that works. I, I will definitely share it with you and podcast family, you as well. I can't wait to hear. I hope that you have the opportunity, podcast family, to have your favorite Thanksgiving food, your favorite Thanksgiving dessert, and to spend this holiday with your favorite Thanksgiving people. If you are in the United States or anywhere in the world, just remember this week and every week, we all have things to be thankful for. So take a moment to recognize, reflect, and honor those things that you have to be thankful for. We are so thankful for you. Tara and I are signing off this week, but we will be back next week. Same time, same place. Take really good care of podcast family. Thank you.